I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is! Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun on a Thursday. Oh my gosh. Is it Thursday? The week's almost over. It's going to be such a fun night tonight. Before I forget tomorrow's ask Dr. Jesse Friday, three hours. Ask me anything. Email your questions right now. Jesse at Jesse What do we have tonight? Well, the country's depressed. Really depressed. Depression rates surge. We'll talk about it. Talk about illegals overwhelming New York towns. Florida passing great laws. The FBI's mega evil. The Santa set to enter officially the presidential race next week. The U.S. of gay. A hospital in Texas still assaulting children. And the Biden administration's complete destruction of, well, everything and everyone. Before we get to that, we're going to get to a bunch of emails and stuff like that tonight, too. I actually want to start with none of those things. Well, not really. I want to begin with this. Dear wise communist samurai, the current administration is allowing this border crisis to continue regardless of how many lives it takes and ruins. Absolutely despicable. I would like to point out that I'm in recovery for nine months now after almost losing my life to a fentanyl overdose last August. 
I have since been to treatment and have turned my life around, but the amount of people I have seen die along the way who didn't find recovery before the disease took their lives is outrageous. These evil communists could care less about people struggling with addiction and the ripple effects that stem from the loss of life. They would rather allow the flow to increase to kill off as many as possible. Feel free to use my name as I recover out loud, and I am not ashamed of my past. Recovery is possible. I love the show. I listen every day. I'm ordering your book to take care. His name is Matt. And you should not be ashamed, Matt. You should be proud of overcoming. And I read this for a couple of different reasons. We'll get to the border part of it in a second. First and foremost, I want everyone listening to me right now, struggling with addiction of some kind, to remember that you're winning and I'm proud of you. And it doesn't feel like you're winning when you're struggling. But when you're struggling, you're winning and you will see victory in the end. Whether that's drugs, alcohol, a million, gambling, a million different addictions sees us fallen human beings as we are. The second you recognize it and start struggling, you're winning. And I'm proud of every one of you. People struggle with things. Fight. Keep struggling. And when you fail today, get up and struggle again tomorrow. All right? That's one. Two. We talk about illegal immigration a lot. We talk about an open border a lot. Like I'm set here, I'm set to talk about a New York town has declared a state of emergency. It's Riverhead, New York. Riverhead's declaring a state of emergency because they're overwhelmed. Their hotels, their facilities, they're overwhelmed. They can't handle any more illegal immigrants. And we bring this up, and I'm guilty of this too. We bring up headlines, and and we'll play. You know, there's there's sound bites. Well, I'll play an Eric Adams sound there's bite. There's only one thing that I think all of you can say about me as mayor. Uh, I'm willing to make the tough decisions and not get bottled down in what the optics are. And whomever is telling us not to go somewhere, I have one question from them. You tell me where we should go then. That's what I need. So whomever is saying, uh, don't go to a hotel in on this block. Don't go to a hotel yeah, on okay, that. Okay, whatever, whatever. We play these things, and we and I read you headlines, and I talk about the hotels being overwhelmed in New York City, and we, and we point out how funny it is that finally big cities are suffering from the same thing border towns are. But I'm guilty of this, too. We miss the human cost of what it has done to our nation that we have allowed our politicians, Republicans and Democrats, to open up our southern border on purpose. It's not a failure. They open it up on purpose for different reasons. Democrats want to water down and destroy the country and get the votes. Republican Chamber of Commerce Republicans want the cheap labor. They want the cheap dishwasher. They want the cheap guy cleaning hotel rooms. But we have all, or not all of us, but too often, me personally, and maybe you too. I have lost sight of the human cost of the fact that we mass import poison across our southern border. Addictive poison. This is another reason I speak so often about addiction to people and things like that. And it's not just like, you know, I've struggled with booze in the past. I've been honest with you about that, about sitting in the dark, pounding beers when I was fresh back from Iraq. It's unhealthy and in a bad place as you could be. I've been there. But I speak about addiction so often because addiction, it's one of those things, if you've never gone through it, 
You look at people who go through it and you look down on them. How could you do that? Why don't you just stop gambling, stop using cocaine, stop doing fentanyl, stop drinking, stop looking at things you shouldn't online. Why don't you just stop? But that's not the way the human mind works. Addiction is powerful and it takes a hold of people. And one of the things that scares me most, another reason I'm most passionate about this problem, it's not just the illegal immigrants filling up our classrooms, filling up our hotels, filling up our hospitals, watering down our country. It's because addiction can seize anyone. Maybe you've never, maybe you've never had to experience it. And I hope you never do, obviously. But addiction, especially when it comes to things like drugs, addiction can grab a hold of you and put chains on you when you're as strong as humanly possible. As a father, what we have allowed to pour into our country, it's one of the things that scares me. I don't sit up at night with my teeth chattering about it, but when I allow my mind to wander that way, how many stories are there out there? Undoubtedly, you have stories. How many stories are there out there? Straight-A student, star athlete, great kid, great friends, boom, gone to drugs like that. They come in and they grab a hold of you and they destroy you. And we have allowed the politicians in this country to open up our border on purpose and import this stuff in mass. And it is a disgrace. And it destroys people's lives. And I, I've told you this, uh, I've told you this before, but the last time I was in uh, New York City, I had to take a train because it was cheaper. Shut up, Chris. I had to take a train because it was cheaper. I had to go to DC from New York. I was doing some media stuff. It's a long story. Look, it's something really important celebrities do, Chris. You wouldn't understand, but I had to take a train from New York. Uh, to DC, head on down to the train station, and I'm stepping over all these people who are not only homeless, drugged out of their minds. One guy, I remember it like it was yesterday. I can tell you what he was wearing. One guy, I step over him, and he's laying there in a puddle of his own urine. And obviously, it was gross and horrible and not pleasant. But I mean, I looked at that guy. And we can get cold to this. I know I personally can because I'm such a jerk, but we can get cold to this and we can get so annoyed with these people that we lose sight of the fact that that's a unique soul too. that human being, that soul. He's just as valuable as I am, as you are. And somewhere along the way, the drugs got him and life got him. And now there he is, a grown man. While you're, uh, maybe you're out chasing dimes around or having a successful career or maybe you're a family man or family woman or wherever you are in your life. While, while you're living your life and I'm living my life, I'm going to get off the radio tonight and I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat the wife made, uh, slow cooked meatballs and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat a meatball sub with the wife and my boys. If those little pigs haven't eaten them all already like they did last time, but. That guy's my age, and that guy's laying in a puddle of his own urine in a drugged-out stupor in a New York City subway. Train station, sorry. Penn Station. And I think to myself, man, that is freaking sad, is it not? And it's horrible how we have allowed these politicians to do this to our country. We have allowed these people to do this for our country. And this is why I hate politicians. And I've watched them over and over and over again, Republicans and Democrats. And you know what? Half the pundits on the right, too. Radio and TV guys, I see these things all this time. Well, I'm an immigration squish. I mean, we don't have to lock down the border and things like that. No, man. No. The lives of Americans, which is what our government should only be concerned about, 
the lives and livelihoods of Americans are being totally wrecked by illegal immigration. And when you see it and you see the drugs and you see the crime and you see all this stuff up close, it's freaking horrible. I'm not even going to go into this story yesterday. I just, ugh, this story about this illegal immigrant uh, tracked down this teenage girl in a restaurant bathroom. She just got up. To, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I know. I'm not going to go into it, Chris. Whatever. He, it, it was bad. It was bad. And you, and I think about that with sons, you know what I mean? And you think about, imagine those parents, they sent their baby girl out to a restaurant to eat eat dinner with friends. She's going to go eat some chicken fingers with some friends. And she just has the, less, the rest of her life wrecked because of what these people have done to us on the border. And it sickens me, man. It sickens me. All right, let's get out of it. Enough of that. I just I, it's felt like saying it. We have a ton to get to. DeSantis getting in the race. The FBI sucks. We have some... FBI whistleblower testimony from today that's probably going to make you pop a vein in your forehead. We're going to play it for you anyway before we play you that. Uh, let's, let's, let's make sure we're protecting our money right now. There are some really, really rocky times coming economically in the country. Look, you can't stop your economy and print $5 trillion. You can't do that. And they're still printing it. They're still spending it as if it's there. It's not there. It's gone. And bankruptcy's coming. Bankruptcy for a nation, something you've never experienced. I've never experienced. We don't, we don't know what it's like. It's going to be horrible. All we can do is prepare. There's nothing else we can do. Get some gold and silver in your hands. Gold and silver coins delivered to your front door. Get it in your 401k and IRA, please, because it's not going to do you any good to email me and say, Jesse, what's that Oxford gold number? Once you've already lost your retirement, do it now before you lose your retirement. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford I told you to call. They'll take special care of you. They're wonderful people, man. I love these people. 833-995-GOLD. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. And, uh, well, Ron Paul, back in 1988, 1988, right remind around this, sat down for an interview and he began talking about the FBI. I want you to listen to this guy. Man alive, Ron Paul. Wow, did he nail this. One thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used it there. Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy. Almost looks that way, doesn't it? And today, here's what happened on Capitol Hill. FBI whistleblowers have been coming forward. They sat down and gave their testimony. And wow, one of those whistleblowers is someone I know. He's a listener of the show. He's a friend. We knew about this before he even came forward. His name is Steve Friend, and I want you to listen to this. This is a this is a human being who had this organization, this truly now evil organization, just destroy his life. I pray that all members consider the information I and my fellow whistleblowers present. You may think I'm a political partisan. You may think I'm a grifter. You may think I'm a conspiracy theorist. It does not matter. Simply put, this committee should avoid te the temptation to impugn the character and the motivations of the messengers seated before you. 
I sacrifice my dream job to share this information with the American people. I humbly ask all the members to do your jobs and consider the merit of what I have presented. The dude lived his life, lives his life for service to protect the innocent. Dude was pulled off of child pornography cases to track down January 6th Mimas who sauntered through the Capitol. I want you to, you, you thought that was bad? Oh, that was nothing. I want you to listen to this. I could go on with, about Steve Friend, but I want you to listen to Garrett O'Doyle. Listen to this patriot, this lion who gave it all up. Listen to what this evil organization, the FBI, did to him. And keep in mind, this is something I'd heard about a while ago. I had, uh, I won't go into the details of who I know, but he, he was talking to me about how truly evil and spiteful the FBI is with its own people when they step out of line, how they have a long memory. They'll do some of the most horrible things to you years later to make sure your life is destroyed. These are people drunk on the power they have. Listen to this. The safeguards currently in place at the FBI are clearly inadequate and must be reworked to protect whistleblowers and others who are inappropriately targeted. The FBI can extract whatever they want from me. I'm willing to bear that burden. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. I've lived that oath out since first enlisting in the Army, consistently saying, here am I, send me. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family. My strong, beautiful, and courageous wife and our four sweet and beautiful daughters who have endured this process along with me. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying. And I'll never forget my oath. Does that not make you irrationally angry? What they've done to Garrett O'Doyle, Steve Friend, others, the lions who protect this society, the guys, the men who stand in the breach, who stand in between you and me and bad people, who believe in fighting, who believe in a life of service, who believe in a life of protection, and because they're not card-carrying Democrats willing to, willing to do political persecutions, the FBI, so evil and devious, went to this guy and said, Hey, uh, you're getting transferred. Hey, put that house on the market. Gotta, gotta ship you across the country. Totally new unit for you. They let him sell his home with a wife and four children, waited till he walked in the door of his new unit and suspended him on day one. Evil people run this government. Evil, truly, truly evil people. I've been smeared as a malintent and subpar FBI employee. This smear stands in stark contrast to my life in public service. This smear campaign, disgusting as it is, is unsurprising. Despite our oath to uphold the Constitution, too many in the FBI aren't willing to sacrifice for the hard right over the easy wrong. They see what becomes of whistleblowers, how the FBI destroys their careers, suspends them under false pretenses, takes their security clearances and pay with no true options for real recourse or remedy. This is by design. It creates an Orwellian atmosphere that silences opposition and discussion. We know what is right to do. 
yet we too often refuse to do what is right because of the difficulty and suffering it incurs. I couldn't knowingly continue on this path silently without speaking out against the weaponization I witnessed, even if it meant losing my job, my career, my livelihood, my family's home, and now my anonymity. Garrett O'Doyle was a hero. These people within the FBI who are trying to do what's right and they're stepping up and they're speaking out, they're heroes because like they've just laid out there, they understand the consequences. The FBI doesn't shrug and let this go. Oh, he's got a complaint. The FBI comes for you when you do this. And I just want to applaud him, support him in any way we can, but amazing stuff, right? All right. We got, we got more. We have uh, depression rates. We have a new artist. Hang on. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Email your questions. They do not have to be political. Email them in now because we'll spend the whole three hours on your questions. Email them to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. So obviously, I know you're going to find this surprising, but Pride Month is coming. I got this sent to me by a listener. Uh, Just the corporal's course is something. I know you're going to find this surprising. When you get... When you get uh, promoted to corporal in the Marine Corps, you have to go to corporal's course. You go learn how to be an NCO. That's a non-commissioned officer. And this is some of the training material that these guys are now using in the Marine Corps. During an ambush a week ago, Corporal Bowman lost a couple Marines and feels tremendous guilt over it. He's also stressed because his boyfriend is threatening to leave. He wishes all the problems would go away, but they are not. Look, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you believe. It's your business. It's your life. Rural boys who win your wars for you will not join this. They're leaving. They're not going to stay. They're leaving. They're leaving in droves. The emails I get are amazing. And now I saw this. Montgomery County. Montgomery County is calling for artists. They need some new artists out there. Why do they need some new artists? Well, it actually makes perfect sense. They need new artists to design the perfect LGBTQ pride decal for Montgomery County. And people are mad about this. And I understand being mad about it. But again, it's not uncommon for a nation to have public displays of the national religion. Like we've talked about before, if you go walk into Iran, not that I would recommend it, probably not a big hot spot, but if you go walk into Iran, and you look at various things on the streets and various advertisements and things like that, do you think you will see various symbols of Islam? Of course you will. It's an Islamic country. If you cruise on over to Israel, which that Iranian stamp on your passport will probably keep you out of Israel, but let's say you cruise on over to Israel afterwards. Do you think if you strolled around the streets of Tel Aviv, do you think you might see some references to Judaism around? Maybe a couple stars of David. Maybe, I mean, Jews are very traditional people with, with a bunch of traditions. Do you think you would see some symbols of Judaism? Of course you would. So I don't know why anyone's shocked. Of course, entire counties, entire states are going to focus on coming up with brand new pride decals. Of course, the United States Marines. Of course, they're going to train to be gayer. Of course, when you turn on TV, it's going to be endless rainbow propaganda without end. Of course, a nation, 
a nation will always represent its religion because remember a religion for a nation or a tribe it does, it's not it's not unique to big countries religion is whether you're religious or not doesn't matter they are a nation the religion of a nation think of it like the pole that sits in the center of the nation and the rest of the nation every part of it it's entertainment it's government it's it's education it's it's every single part of it will revolve it will orbit around that pole you you make your laws as a nation based they're always based in part on the religion of the nation so of course here in the US of gay we will be flying pride flags from our embassies abroad we have dedicated ourselves, I saw a nice uh, printout today, I won't even go through the details for you, of our State Department, of the various places we're funding LGBTQ stuff in places like Pakistan and around the world. Here in the U.S. of gay, our national religion, of course your national religion will also be woven into your foreign policy. Do you think Saudi Arabia and their sect of Islam, do you think the foreign policy they have is somewhat geared around that? You think that's worked in a little bit? Do you think Judaism has worked into Israel's foreign policy somewhere along the way? What do they call the peace agreement between Israel and the UAE? What was it called? The Abraham Accords. Because the Abrahamic religions coming together here in the U.S. of gay, it's part of our foreign policy. It's why Rahm Emanuel, our ambassador to Japan, just got in trouble with the Japanese because he's supposed to be over there being, you know, our ambassador to Japan, but he's over there and he's pushing the LGBTQ stuff without end over and over and over again. And Japan really doesn't do much of that. They said, could you please stop? This is not what we do. But in Rahm Emanuel's defense, he can't set aside the national religion when he's the ambassador to the country. Of course, the national religion will go with him. Of course it will. Do you hear this? You hear this? You hear this part? You're the psychiatrist. I want you to keep in mind, you parents out there, maybe Aiden, Jaden, and Braden aren't doing well mentally, and you're thinking, man, I need to get them in to see a shrink. This is a children's psychiatrist. This is a guy who went into the field of psychiatry and specialized in children, and now he preys upon children and their parents all day long. I want you to keep this in mind that Next time you walk into that shrink for your kid. So later the mother asked me, you know, what about my parental rights, my rights as a parent, you know, really asking me, can you call my child their uh, preferred name and pronouns? Okay. So, and I, I had a student with me and I said, you know, ma'am, I, you, you do have many parental rights, um, but I have to adhere to my own ethical standards as a physician. And I know the best thing to do for this child, their mental health, and really even their, their risk of suicide is to provide, is, is to show them that respect of using the pronouns they go by, using the name they go by. Um, and I'm often kind of working with families in the sense that, you know, I, I'm not here to kind of question your entire worldview or belief system, but to work with you as a consultant, I can tell you both from experience and from the research, um, your child is less likely to both attempt and die by suicide if we use uh, a support, supportive terminology with them and an open, open mind. Um, and they're much less likely to have uh, morbidity from anxiety, depression, and a number of other psychiatric issues if we use this affirming model.
Oh, no, you have rights as a parent, but hey, look, I know you have those parental rights. I, I'm i bound by, by a set of rules as a psychiatrist. And look, the truth is, I'm just going to simply tell you that your child's going to kill themselves if you don't allow them to, if you don't allow me to push your child into trying to change their sex and chop their penis off, I'll simply tell you that your child will kill themselves. And that's how you break parents and make parents scared enough to actually go along with all of this endless insanity. Which brings us to the most evil, vile creature on the planet. I present to you once again, the liberal white woman. How is this affecting you and your family directly? Well, my daughter will not have access to the healthcare that we know is life-saving, medically necessary, best practice care. Uh, our, our government has decided that they know better than the American medical establishment, than uh, every major medical association, than parents and physicians who specialize in this care. We have our daughter transitioned socially when she was five years old. So the vast majority of transition is social. When she was five years old. This is why I say it. And this is, and when you push back, when I, and we'll get some pushback when I call him the most evil creature on the planet. Jesse, what about these people? Jesse, Jesse, what about ISIS? Oh, ISIS is horribly evil. Worse than the Nazis. I, I get that. But in ISIS, you don't do that to your own child. You do it to everyone else's child. Chris would be in a lot of trouble, but actually, so would I. Who am I killing? They killed all, who am I killing? They killed all the Christians and the Jews, but they wouldn't do it to their own five-year-old. The liberal white woman will destroy her own five-year-old for her religion. The most vile, evil creatures on the planet. All right, let's talk about DeSantis getting in, depression rates. Let's get to some emails. Let's get to your falling testosterone level and how it's going to end the country because we have to be strong enough to fight back against these vile, evil, liberal white women. And we're not going to do that if we're a bunch of man-boob, low-tee weenies. We're just not. It is a real problem. It is a nation-ending problem. It might be the issue right now to discuss because if 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 we don't increase testosterone levels, we simply won't be here. That's a biological fact. That's not right, left, Republican, Democrat. That's a fact. They're half of what they were 50 years ago. What are they 50 years from now? Virtually non-existent. Well, people who take shock will be fine. Everyone else will be screwed. Male vitality stack from chalk, 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days with natural herbal supplements, baby. Female vitality stack for the ladies. It's a necessity. We can't allow ourselves to become weak. We can't. CHOQ.com. Promo code JESSE gets you 35% off subscriptions. Chalk.com. Promo code JESSE. We'll be back. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. I'm, I still, oh, you want to hear from our new chairman of the Joint Chiefs? Mark Milley's gone. We have a new chairman. I'll get to that here in a few. We'll get to DeSantis getting in the race. I have to get to some emails. Dear Oracle, yesterday you were talking about how we need to keep talking about abortion and other topics to shift the Overton window. A quote that is shared with the wrestlers I coach come to mind that I feel fits what you're saying. The quote is, look at the stonecutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. 
Yet at the 101st blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not the last blow that did it, but all that had gone before. He said, please take credit for this if you choose to share it. Buenas tardes. His name is Jordan. So that's a quote by me, not Jordan. That was not an email that was sent in. I was sitting around last night and I thought, you know, this abortion topic, you know what it reminds me of? What, Chris? It reminds me of hammering away at a stone and how you can hammer at a stone a hundred times and then the hundred first time you break it. And you know in that moment that it was the hundred times before. And I, I came up with that by myself last night without any help. And I thought it would be important to, I thought it would be important to share that with you today. <laughs> oh, we have an FBI agent. Uh, many listen to the show, believe it or not. Uh, the patriotic ones. This one says, Jesse, hear me out as I'm going to give an alternate solution to this FBI problem. First, speaking as an agent, the FBI needs to be disbanded. I don't care if it means I lose this job. I'll be fine without it. I'll definitely have less stress and anger issues. However, I don't think that happens ever. We have like five politicians that say it should be done. Even Trump won't do it if he's elected again. He says we need to encourage anti-communists to join and work from within. It would be a long slog, but worth it. Most conservatives in the FBI still have the live and let live attitude that has to change. We need agents proactively disagreeing with management and picking the battles. For example, when asked to interview that pro-life protester, the anti-communist agent volunteers. When asked to investigate that violent Trump supporter, he puts violent in quotes, again, that anti-communist volunteers. We get a lot of autonomy when investigating cases and the investigative abilities of that anti-communist agent can be less than stellar when appropriate. We need more good actual people in the field, and we need ones that will fight where they can. I have nothing against uh, Steve Friend and Kyle Serafin. I laud their efforts, but we need agents like them to stay in as well. And I think that's a look. I think that's an invaluable perspective from somebody who resides in the belly of the beast. This very clearly is an evil organization. Again, this is this is Garrett O'Doyle. Safeguards currently in place at the FBI are clearly inadequate and must be reworked to protect whistleblowers and others who are inappropriately targeted. The FBI can extract whatever they want from me. I'm willing to bear that burden. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. I've lived that oath out since first enlisting in the Army, consistently saying, here am I, send me. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family. My strong, beautiful, and courageous wife and our four sweet and beautiful daughters who have endured this process along with me. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying, and I'll never forget my oath. By the way, I think I called him Garrett O'Doyle. His name is Garrett O'Boyle. So I actually played the audio of a hero and then butchered his name. So that's the kind of thing I will do. And you know what? I owe him, I owe him an apology. So instead, 
I'm going to play the John Fetterman audio from today. John Fetterman's talking about the debt ceiling. And since he's a cucumber who can't talk. I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's not funny. Quit. It's not funny. He's a cucumber that can't talk. So when he does, when he speaks, his staff has to write everything down for him. And it's not just that he's reading it. A lot of these people read it. It's that his brain is so melted that he can't hide the fact that he's reading it. So his cadence comes across as reading it. It's so good. Reason we're here for one simple reason: President Biden needs to consider using the Fourteenth Amendment uh, if necessary. The entire GOP debt ceiling negotiation is a sad charade, and that's exactly what's wrong about what's wrong when. Washington. We're playing with the livelihoods of millions just so the GOP can just turn the screws against uh, hungry Americans. This is the whole reason why the 14th Amendment. <laughs> they got tripped up on a word there. Don't use the big words when you write them down. Exists. We need to be prepared to be using it. Again, remember, say that again. Because his brain's melting. Oh, I'm going to let him keep going. He doesn't know when to do the appropriate inflection of the voice as he's reading something. So it doesn't ever come off at the right time. <laughs> it's so bad. We must be prepared to, in order to use it. We cannot, <laughs> reckless Republicans, hold the economy as a hostage. And an unelected Supreme Court justice will try to blow up our economy. That's on them if they have to <laughs> judge on that. So, thank you. <laughs> That's... If an unelected justice, that's on them, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm speaking of Pennsylvania. Well, looks like Pittsburgh is going to join New York City. You know, New York City has their Alvin Bragg. There was one of these George Soros DAs up for election in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's about to get their very own. So that's... uh. That's not good. All right. I didn't get to any of the DeSantis stuff. And somebody has, you know how we were talking about B-17s? We did Medal of Honor Monday on, uh, well, we did it on Monday. <laughs> we did it on Monday. Anyway, we did Medal of Honor Monday on Monday. And we were, again, talking about B-17s and P-51s and all these cool things. Somebody who was a little behind on the, he listens to it on podcast, wrote in about his grandfather. You want to hear a cool little story? Wild little story. We'll get to that, and then we'll get to the distance stuff and emails and depression and all that still to come on The Jesse Kelly Show. Hang on. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.